Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Synergen Leadership Podcast. And look, today's episode is uh, a bit of a special one. It's a result of a request. So our first request from uh, all our listeners out there. So a bit of a shout out to Troy Buckley, who has uh, sent through a, a message to me via LinkedIn asking if we could do an episode around LinkedIn for leaders. So I thought I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I'm a, I'm a passionate user of it, as, as many of you would know. And so I thought, yep, let's take uh, Troy up on his request and, and do an episode on it. Welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast with Julian Carl. Julian speaks with leaders from around Australia to bring you their leadership story and share their insights about being a leader. To further help you build your leadership capability, Julian shares his own insights about leadership and the tools and techniques he uses as a leader. So this was actually a really, really interesting thing because we're thinking about the, the idea of how to use LinkedIn and how to articulate what I do on LinkedIn. It really forced me to get down into, uh, you know, down deep and think about how do I use it and is there a framework, is there a model, if there is there a tool which we could uh, share with you and give you some insight into how I use LinkedIn. So I've got to give Troy another thanks because what I've been able to work out as part of the, the planning for this episode is that I essentially use a 3P model. And that is really based around my philosophy on LinkedIn, uh, some thoughts I have on the profile side of LinkedIn, and really the, the process that I use when it comes to LinkedIn. So I'm going to uh, get straight into it. Now, the interesting thing about this episode is I am going to be uh, running my LinkedIn profile page as uh, I record the podcast. So if you hear any clicks in the background, it's probably because I'm, I'm doing stuff on my profile. And I just want to make sure that I'm covering off on all the key things in terms of uh, LinkedIn. So let's start with that first P, which is really about the philosophy that I have around LinkedIn. So for me, LinkedIn's a, it's a social networking platform. It's the professional Facebook. It's specifically designed for business, hundreds of millions of users around the globe. And according to the last thing that I looked at, Australia is one of the fastest adopters of LinkedIn. Having said that, I'm not sure that everyone is using LinkedIn to its full capacity. And I'm not sure everyone really has a, a, their own philosophy on LinkedIn. I find it's a great way to build relationships and, and basically to stay connected to people. I look at LinkedIn as a way of networking. Now, for me, I always think about how can I add more value to the people I know. And I like to think that LinkedIn is about positioning yourself as a professional. It's about clarifying your personal brand. Now in the training programs that I run, I talk about uh, personal brand a bit. And it's one of those things where you have one whether you like it or not. Now, as a leader, as a professional leader, I believe you have an obligation to position yourself in the right way. And I want you to consider the idea that you need to be in control of your personal brand. So when people Google you, when people look at your LinkedIn profile, it's all there. So I think that it's worthwhile being in control of your personal brand. 
it would be naive to think that when people are looking to do business with you, when people are looking to recruit you, when people are looking to headhunt you, when people are sussing you out as a potential customer, supplier, whatever it may be, that they're not doing a Google search on you now. This is a new age. This is the digital place. This is where we live now. And I think it's worthwhile to really start to think about this idea of personal brand and what it means to you. Now, a lot of people use LinkedIn as a sales tool, which it can be. But for me, more importantly, it's about relationships and it's about meeting people in a digital sense and thinking about how I can add value. Value to them in their roles, value to them in their interests. And I think that we do need to recognize that it is a digital relationship. It's not going to replace the face-to-face. I'm I'm pretty sure that in many cases you could bump into someone you meet or you know on your LinkedIn profile in the street and you might not actually recognize them. So we do need to recognize that it is a digital relationship. I think we also need to think about the, the fact that most people are not necessarily that active on LinkedIn. They might have a profile. They might occasionally do something, but they're probably not like me who has the app on their phone and is checking it many, 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 many times a day. And they may not like, they may not comment or might not share your content or your post or something that you're interested in. And let let me give you a little example. For those of you that are LinkedIn connected to me and probably realize that I do a range of different things, I post videos, I post copies of flip charts, whatever it may be. I even, you know, videos of announcing each episode of this podcast as an example. But one of the things I've noticed is that I might get thousands of views on any given one of my posts, but maybe only 1% of those people will either like, comment or share. A big thank you to those of you who do. Uh, I wish more people were like you. But the reality is just because people don't necessarily engage uh, that much on LinkedIn uh, in terms of liking, comment and sharing, they're they're still viewing, they're still staying in touch and, and you're still there. I also think LinkedIn is a great mechanism for staying up to date with what's happening. Uh, I've noticed recently that one of our big clients uh, is going through a lot of change. You know, over the course of a five, six year period, you know, I personally trained over 700 of their leaders. And one of the things I've noticed is that there's a lot of the people that I know, they're moving on, moving on to different organizations, moving on to different clients. And I think that it's, it's good just to stay in contact with them, see what people are doing. And look, if nothing else, it provides you with the opportunity to add more value by potentially sharing content or providing some level of insight around the new company that they've gone to. And it's about sharing perspective and and just staying in touch. I think LinkedIn is also a sign of the times. Let's get real about it. The digital age is here. I know some people are actually trying to say that it's not. I know that some people are actively fighting it as much as they can, but the reality is it's here. It's not going anywhere and it's only going to get quicker. I don't know if any of you are familiar with this idea of Moore's Law, something I come across over in the last 12 months or so. And basically what it talks about is that the speed of change or the, the development of technology in a com- from the computer perspective is that the speed is doubling every 18 months. That's phenomenal speed and that's phenomenal change. And what that means is that those futurists out there that are predicting what's going to happen in 10 years, 
They don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. They're just watching the Jet Jetsons or the Simpsons or something like that. Change is coming at us so fast that we can't always predict what's going to happen and we don't know where it's going to take us. So it's a sign of the times and it's the way business is being done now. People are checking out your LinkedIn profile. If you're someone who is looking to uh, shift role or change role, telling you now any prospective employer is looking at LinkedIn. Professional recruiters are looking at LinkedIn. They've actually, professional recruiters actually have what's called uh, LinkedIn recruiter, which basically they pay an extra license for to be able to search everyone and everything. So LinkedIn is being used as a recruitment tool. So I think it's worthwhile really recognizing the fact that as a, as a leadership professional, that's a sign of the times. Yeah, and to finish off the philosophy part of LinkedIn, I think that LinkedIn is an integral part of professional leadership as we close in on 2020. Yeah, you know, and I think this is reflected in that, you know, just recently I, I attended a, an event. I went up to the Gold Coast in, in Australia and met a whole bunch of HR professionals, plus a whole range of suppliers and vendors. And what was really interesting that when I said to various people that I meet, I don't use business cards, I only use LinkedIn. Their response was not one of, oh, really? You don't use business cards? Their response was, yeah, I'm the same. And as a consequence of that event, I walked away with a couple of business cards, but of the majority of the people I, I met there, I walked away with a LinkedIn connection. Pulled out my, my iPhone pretty much straight away, got to, said, what's your name? What's the spelling? All the rest of it. Basically said to them, hey, I normally personalize an invite, but I'm, I'm not going to because I'm meeting you now. Send a connect request and bang, they're a LinkedIn connection. So this idea of professional leadership and what it means, I think that we are moving beyond just being good at your job, whatever your job is, being a technical expert. And I think we're in the place now where it's about, it's as much about your brand as it is about your, your ability to actually fulfill your position. So in a nutshell, that's my philosophy or the, the first P when it comes to LinkedIn for leaders. And I, I think I'm ready now to move on to my second P, which is your profile. So I am going to, uh, just as, as I'm recording here, bring up my own LinkedIn profile and make sure that um, I'm working through everything uh, as needs to be. So let's start with some of the basics for those of you who are LinkedIn professionals, you know, bear with me for those of you that, that maybe just want to take the time to, you know, to use this as a bit of a checklist to make sure that you're, you're doing what, what I believe uh, a professional LinkedIn profile is, uh, stay tuned. So let's start with your photo. Your photo is, is crucial. Your photo is the first visual representation people have of you. So you can make a couple of choices here. So you can go to the, the lengths of getting a professional photo done. So you'll notice that myself and most of my team, we have professional photos. We have photographer come in, they set up a white background behind us or a green screen, whoever you want to do it, take different photos, get them edited, all the rest of it. And I think your photo can really say a lot about you. So for those of you who are probably going to check in my photo as a, as, a, as a response to listening to this, 
you know, you'll know I had the, you know, the profile photo with the, the fingers up and the smile and all the rest of it. And for me, that represents the way I want to be presented as a professional leader and a professional facilitator. So I think, think about your photo. Now, if you don't want to go to the extremes of having a photo professionally done, that's cool. Think about what's the backdrop. So I like to think plain white, plain beige backdrop is, is, always, a, is always a good thing. And, and right now, the quality of iPhone and Samsung photos is pretty good as long as your lighting is good. And I think it's important that you don't try to take some photo, which is of you in a social occasion where you try to edit out those people around you. And it's very clear when you've done that. So let's think about this. It's your professional brand. It's you as a leader. Your photo needs to represent represent that. Now, LinkedIn also gives you the ability to put in a backdrop behind your profile. So I'm just going to look at while I'm looking at the desktop version of LinkedIn, you can see the backdrop pretty pretty well. But when you look at the the mobile version, you can't really see it as much. It's there. And I think it's worthwhile you taking the opportunity to do something with that. So a couple of ideas for you. If you are a person that really wants to position yourself as a leader in industry, you and let's just choose an industry which I, I know that I have a lot of connections in, which is the whole logistics industry. So if you want to position yourself as a logistics professional, you might want to have you know some sort of truck or road or rail or whatever it is in your backdrop. If you want to position yourself in a medical uh, professional, because I know I've got you know a number of medical professional listeners out there, same thing applies. You might want to have some element to that. That's one option for you. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see that there's a, a landscape format of me facilitating a program. The reason I've chosen that one is because obviously Synergy Group is about leadership programs and what it does is it just further represents, further highlights what it is we do and I think it, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with the fact that it highlights that you know, I get up in front of the room and I talk to people about leadership and that is what we do. So I'd like you to like to think about that. Then as we start moving down, I'd like you to think about your, your summary. What is your what does your summary say? What does it say about you? Here, hear me clicking there because I'm looking through it. Because meanwhile, I'm getting I'm getting various messages and things cropping up on my LinkedIn. But I think your your summary is important. It, it, it gives you the opportunity to talk to whoever's looking at your profile about what it is you're passionate about, what it is you're interested in. So I'm seeing a few trends in this, and I don't claim to be a LinkedIn guru or LinkedIn trainer or anything like that, but there's some things which are really starting to bother me when it comes to LinkedIn. The first is when all people put all these emojis, they put stars, they put growth hacker, they put, you know, sales leader, they put all of these things. It doesn't quite work for me. I like the summary to be about a little bit more about what, what I'm what I'm about. And if you look at mine, you know, it starts off with, I couldn't be any more passionate about leadership. I live it, I breathe it, and I've designed my company and career to further develop leaders. Very clearly says what I'm all about. So one of the other things that 
I would like you to, to think about is the fact that you can customize the URL for your LinkedIn profile. So this is, this is where if you go over to the right hand side and you'll see your, when you're in your profile, you'll see this section contact and personal info. Your profile, unless you have gone and set it up like this, will have linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash your name and then a whole bunch of numbers and things like that. It's easy for you to go in there and get rid of that and just make sure that your name is your profile. And what that does is it enables the LinkedIn search algorithms and all of those things to actually find you more easily when people are actually looking for you. So I always recommend people do that. I'd like you to put in there that if you have any other social media platforms such as Twitter or anything like that, you make sure you put in all your contact personal info. And then the other interesting thing is to think about your contact, for example, your email or your phone number or whatever it may be. Again, if I, if I look at mine, I've got my Synergen email, which is, of course, where I want people to contact me. I know some of you may not be that keen on putting in your work email, so put in a private email, which is, which is fine. And then I'm going to ask you to think about how much of your personal information you want to put in there. You'll see my birthday's in there. It's really up to you how much personal information you want to put in there. I know some of the people that I've worked with in the past have got, have got challenges around uh, what to do and how much information to share. I, I think that you know it, it's just a sign of the times. So we've got your photo, we've got your summary, you've got your personal LinkedIn URL. One of the things that often bothers me is this idea of you know just do the basics and double check your grammar. Make sure all your grammar is right. Uh, in in all aspects of your your profile, uh, when you go in and you want to edit your 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 public profile, take the time, do a spell check, really make sure that uh, everything looks right, seems right. I also want to talk to you about as you move through setting up your profile about your your experience. This is the point where you get to talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your experiences are. And I think that it's okay if you've got a lot of these. Uh, I think it's always good to add, make sure that you're adding in the logos from the companies that you're working for. And I think that at some point you need to draw a line. So if you look at my profile, I've pretty much gone all the way back to my first leadership position in uh, 1999 wow so uh you know nearly 20 years ago look i had i had jobs before that but you know do i think that they add real relevance to my linkedin profile probably not and it's probably highly likely that no one is really particularly interested in in what i was doing you know at the um as a production supervisor at the age between 1999 and august 2002 I've got it in there because I like to have everything complete. Uh, but I think it's up to you to, to think about where you draw the line in terms of your your work experience. Please do try to add logos wherever it is. I think it does add an element of professionalism to your LinkedIn profile. I'd like you, as you scroll down, to think about your education. 
think about all the courses that you can add in there. I think this is another way for you to really just share with people what it is that you've done, where you like to, uh, or the areas of business that you've you, you've worked in, and and realistically, this gives people an idea about what it is that you uh, you're interested in. So you look at mine. Yeah, I've done some RMIT stuff, and I've got a couple of diplomas. And you know what's uh, probably quite negligent of me is that uh, I've recently, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, had an upgrade uh, in qualifications and bad, bad, bad example here, I haven't updated my LinkedIn profile. So that's probably uh, something that I'll do before this this uh, episode is actually released. But, I, but I, the reason I'm letting you know that is that it's important to stay on top of uh, your LinkedIn profile. I think that it's also an opportunity for you to demonstrate what you're actually interested in. So you'll see that, you know, when you look at mine, uh, there is some volunteer experience and causes, some of the things that I'm, that I'm interested in, says causes that I'm interested in. So these are all the different things that you can do when it comes to your profile. And look, LinkedIn is a moving beast. It is not something which you do and you set and forget. It's something which you constantly refine. You know, for example, uh, earlier tonight before I recorded this podcast, I made a couple of slight changes to some uh, to my title to represent the fact that I'm a co-founder, as an example of Synergen, or that in the previous company that I had, I was a director. So little things uh, I think are important and just keep adding to it. Just keep adding to it. It's an ongoing thing. I'd also like you to think about, you know, you've got your interest there, which is organizations that you follow. So when I go into mine, I can see that I'm interested in people like Tony Robbins, Kevin O'Leary in terms of influencers, Naomi Simpson. These are people that I'm interested in as influencers. In terms of companies, I follow organizations like LinkedIn, Harvard Business Review, Harvard Business School. I also look to follow companies that I'm linked to in the sense that we work with. So, for example, I know that I've got a lot of uh, listeners who are from Pacific National. So, I follow Pacific National. I know that I have some listeners from Sims Metals. So... I follow Sims Medals. I know that I have some people from St. Vincent's Private Hospital in Sydney who listen. So I follow them and the list goes on. So I probably missed a few, but they're some of the, the companies that I follow. There's also a lot of groups that, I, that I'm interested in. So this is where I look at things like the International Coaches Federation, HR.com, Education Management Professionals, the Executive Coach, the ARI Group. So the list goes on in terms of who I choose to follow. And there's also schools. So I follow RMIT because that's where I came from. Mount Eliza Business School because, you know, I'm interested in, in what they're doing. So this whole idea of groups, uh, I think, is important just to follow people. And, and I'd suggest that if you are got any relationship with your customers, make sure that you follow your customers because it's important to know what's going on in their world and wherever possible, try to add value to them via posting relevant stuff. So I think that's where, where, where I draw it into the, the, the second P, which is about the profile. 
So I'm really going to encourage you to take the time to review your profile and really start to continue to build it, continue to refine it. Please don't get into the habit of set and forget. Now, it did make me just uh, realize that, uh, you know, some people ask me about do I use the free version of LinkedIn or do I use the, the paid version? So for me, I use Sales Navigator, which is the paid version. And the, and the reason that I use that is because I don't only use LinkedIn as, as, as a leadership mechanism, but I do also use it as a way of specifically uh, building relationships with companies that I think you know might be interested in what it is that we do. So I use Sales Navigator. Now, prior to that, I would have suggested to you that for the average leadership professional that's really looking to continue their leadership career and continue just to build relationships with customers that the, the LinkedIn uh, free version is enough, which, which I still stand by. Any of you who are using it for reasons beyond that might want to check out Sales Navigator. So there's the two P's, the first two P's, first one being my philosophy on LinkedIn and the second one being my, my views on the profile. And the third P and the final bit of this is the process that I follow when it comes to to LinkedIn. So a couple of things, uh, well, let's start off with, with this. Use it, <laughs> use it. Uh, too many people that I know have set up a LinkedIn profile and don't actually use it. They check it maybe once a month, once every couple of months, and the, the profile just sits dormant. And you know, I ask myself, what's the value in that? What's the value in that? And I don't particularly see any value in that. So I'm going to start by saying, if you've got LinkedIn, set it up and use it. Download the mobile app. The mobile app allows you to access LinkedIn at any given time in any given place. So I heard a stat quite recently that people are checking their mobile phones, you know, essentially every 20 minutes. I'm very guilty of that, but I probably don't check my phone as much as I'm checking my LinkedIn. Because when you use the app, uh, what it does is alerts you when notifications come up of any particular sort, whether you've been messaged or there's a notification which is relevant to you, whatever it is. So I'm, an, I'm a big believer that if you want to stay across LinkedIn, if you want to stay in the realm of being a professional LinkedIn user and using it to further your leadership career, you need to download the app. Once you download the app, I think you'll find that you'll probably spend most of your time on that versus using the desktop version. I very rarely now am using the desktop version of LinkedIn. And I think what we start with in terms of process is the idea of posting insights. So if I look at what I have done today, so if I go into my LinkedIn profile, I'm doing this literally as we speak, it'll tell me that I've done a post that I have posted a couple of things. So first thing this morning before I left the hotel room to go to uh, deliver a day of facilitation, I did an upload post around this podcast. Uh, Alison from my team and a big shout out to Ali. She does all the production work uh, on the podcast. I get the, the fun bit, which is just recording the content and the, and the interviews. Ali does all the, all the important stuff. Uh, so what Ali does is we shoot a raw introduction video. I back at HQ 
Ali does some editing to that and then she turns that into a, a final introduction video. We use that to start off the podcast, but we also use that as a way of promoting the podcast through LinkedIn networks, etc., etc. So first thing this morning, I do actually use the de- desktop version for that just because it's a bit easier. But I got up this morning and I posted that video and you'll see that as I record this, uh, that I'm, I'm advertising the Synergy Leadership Podcast episode 11. So you can see that we're a couple of weeks ahead when it comes to recording our podcast. So quick update on there. You can also uh, see that then later on in the day, I took a photo of a couple of our A3 booklets and did a post just talking about day one finish of a new leadership program. Very excited about how the program is unfolding and I talk a little bit about uh, those two things. So for me, they're insights. For me, the, I'd like to think that the reason I do that is, is to add value to my network, to let them know about something that's going on, about uh, let them know about, and, and trying to add value, not just saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's about trying to focus them on what they will get out of whatever it is that I'm uh, posting. I also made another post that uh, had a phone conversation uh, with with Kate from my team in the middle of the day today, and we we're talking about the fact that I'm up in Sydney, Australia, delivering a leadership program, and Michael from our team is over in New Zealand, delivering a program. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a little bit of a shout out, a little bit of a saying, yeah, pretty excited because it's the first time ever that we're delivering two different programs on the same day in two different countries. So that's a different type of post again. I tagged the people in my team because I want to acknowledge all the efforts the whole team puts in to to what we do. So in one day, in amongst uh, facilitating leadership programs, you can see that I've done three different types of posts. What is uh, normal for me is that I tend to post more when I am uh, actively facilitating because I often put up uh, photos of flip charts that we do and things like that. So I think you really start with this idea that, you know, you've got to post insights. So the other process I do is that I very much try to engage, engage with people. So if someone likes something that is on a post that I've made and I don't know them, I will uh, try to acknowledge that. Thanks for liking my post. And I'll also use that as a way of maybe reaching out to them and saying, hey, noticed you liked uh, something I posted, thought it might be useful to connect. So I use that as a way of continuing to build the networks. If someone actually takes the time to comment on one of my posts, regardless of who it is, uh, I think that, you know, they've taken the time to, to, to make a comment that I should make the effort to actually respond back. So I always like to think that I'm good across making sure that I I respond back to people wherever possible. I think that one of the other processes I follow is I'm always looking to connect with new people. So what LinkedIn does, it does give you a, a a list of, I suppose, potential people that you might want to connect with. So I've found that to be a little bit hit and miss, to tell you the truth. So, you know, often I'll I'll flick through that, but I don't necessarily use that as a way of 
of looking for people to connect with. I will try to look at who's liked a post or who's linked to someone or who's working at a company that I'm interested in. And I'll use that as a way of uh, connecting with people. But I think LinkedIn is about being active and proactive. Don't just wait for everyone to connect with you. Reach out to people, say, hey, I'm interested in connecting. Now, I will say this, please always personalize your message when you are reaching out to people. Now, one of the things that people are not always sure about, and I'm just scrolling through my mobile version of LinkedIn because this is where people get caught. In the desktop version, it's very easy to personalize your invite, but people often don't know how to personalize the the mobile version. So it's very simple. So I'm actually looking at someone on my mobile right now. Because I have Sales Navigator, I can see everyone that looks at my profile. And so I look at this person and I see, okay, what do they do? Who do they know? And all the rest of it. And I think, do I want to connect with that person? So, you know, let's do it live. So Renee has uh, looked at my profile earlier today. And as I look through her profile, I know why she's looked at me. I released a podcast episode today about an interview I did with Richard Amon. And I can see that she knows Richard Amon. So it makes sense that uh, this is why she has looked at my profile. So I can have a choice. I can say, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. She's looked at my profile. Or I could say, hey, uh, why not connect? So you've got two options in, in the mobile version. You could just click on the connect. And what that will do is that will send an automatic message to Renee. And I find that very impersonal. I don't think personally, I don't think that's the best way to use LinkedIn or what you could do when you look at the mobile version, you will see the connect, the in-mail and then another box with three little dots. You you click on that and you come up with a list of five drop downs. The third drop down says personalize invite. So let's do this live. You can't see me, but you might be able to. You'll, I'll tell you what I'm doing. So it says connect, include a message to Renee. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to put, hi, Renee. Now, you're going to ask yourself, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the opening line? How do you approach it? So I'm, going to, I'm just going to simply put this. I noticed that we are both connected to Richard. And she'll know that that's a reference to, to Richard Amon who we interviewed for our podcast. Uh, and then I'll put thought it might be useful to connect. Cheers, Julian. Now, some of you might be going, cheers, that's a bit informal. And look, I, I can see a view on that. For me, it's probably a more representation of where I'm at. I'm probably a little bit less formal in the way I approach it, but I think that uh, it works for me. So, hi, Renee. Notice that we are both connected to Richard. Thought it might be useful to connect. I'm going to put uh, send invitation and it says invitation sent. It's off to Renee. That's how I use LinkedIn. If someone uh, likes my post, like I said, it'll be, hey, so-and-so, no, she like one of my posts. Thought it might be useful to connect. So, I really want you to think about getting out there and connecting. In your LinkedIn feed, one of the things that uh, I'd like you to consider is actually being a little bit of an active user. And as you scroll through it, like things. 
share things, comment on things that you're interested in. Too many times LinkedIn is filled with people trying to just sell stuff. I like to think, can we do something where we are commenting on what people have posted? If people are taking time to share insights, take the time to say, hey, thanks for that. I really appreciate what you put on there. Share content. If If you come across something that's really interested with you, that you're really interested in, take the time to to share and look the, the linkedin algorithm means that the feed is updated regularly and i think that you know it gives you a real opportunity to connect so as i've been recording this i've just been scrolling through linkedin on uh, my my mobile and you know i get an update and let's talk about this update because i think it's a perfect opportunity for me to actually you know practice what i preach so warwick He's obviously updated his profile. So what that means is that I get a notification about Warwick. And so what what it tells me now is he is now the COO of where he works. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to congratulate him. So I'm going to comment. Now, there's a little, little weird thing that happens with, with LinkedIn on the mobile in that the feed is often ahead of the notifications, if that makes sense. So this will this will tell me right now that Warwick's had an update and it gives me the opportunity to send, you know, a smiley face, just say congratulations or whatever. I don't like any of those. And or it gives me the opportunity to like and comment. If I wait and I'm not a I'm not a LinkedIn trainer who knows all the algorithms, but if I wait, I know that at some time tomorrow in my notifications panel, it'll come up that Warwick has been, has moved into a new role and it gives me an opportunity to say congratulations that way and personalize it that way. So probably what I'll do is wait for that just because I like the way that uh, I like to work in the notifications path. So if I look in the notifications bit right now and I scroll down, that notification about Warwick still hasn't come up yet. So I'll just wait for tomorrow and uh, I'll do it that way. Now I want to give you a warning and the warning is this, never outsource your LinkedIn. So the reason I can give you that warning is that I did it. I outsourced my LinkedIn for probably about three weeks because someone came to me and said, look, we can help you with your LinkedIn profile. We can help you better connect with people. We can help you build relationships, blah, 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 blah. It was the worst thing I ever did. I could see what was happening on my profile, but it had no control. And what this organization was doing was essentially stalking people. So people would connect with me and then straight away, pretty quickly, they would get a message saying, hey, you want to meet, want to meet, want to meet. And then it would be this sequence every two, three days. Hey, can we meet? Hey, can we meet? Hey, can we meet? Now, for me, I thought this was doing my personal brand tremendous damage. So I stopped that relationship pretty quickly. It grew my profile, admittedly, uh, in terms of the number of connections with people that I like to be connected to. But at the same time, I thought it was uh, damaging my profile. So really uh, I'm pretty across when I get an automated message now and uh, when I respond back they often freak out 
So give you an example, uh, Feb 27, someone connects with me, um, then I don't really say anything. Then on March 5, they send me this massive great sales pitch. I decided that I don't want to be sold to in this context, so I send back a response saying, you know, pretty clear it's an automated sequence. As soon as I accept, you send me the pitch. Not the best way to utilize LinkedIn. Most likely you've outsourced a process to someone who does not appreciate the real value. Looking forward to hearing back from you. Cheers, me. Do you think I've had a response? No. So what that tells me is that I, I have called out someone doing the outsourcing bit, and I believe that most professionals don't respond well to that type of LinkedIn usage. So I'm going to strongly recommend that you do not outsource your LinkedIn. It's, 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 it's a big mistake. So wherever possible, I'm also going to recommend that you try to post different types. I mentioned that earlier with your insights, but look, do photos, do text, do videos. It's There's a real shift in towards LinkedIn videos right now. I think there's one thing also worth uh, commenting on is that there's a distinct difference between posts and between publications. So I thought that articles were more relevant, you know, that they gave me more credibility and, and everything else. The reality is that they don't get the reach. So if I if I look on one of my articles, this is one where I, you know, I basically was talking about, you know, from last year where I was a bit of congratulations and all the rest of it. Very few people have actually clicked on it. You know, hundreds. In other words, some of my other articles, you've got, you know, less than 100. Whereas if I go to posts, either they be videos, photos, I can have anywhere up to 5,000 views, posts of, of the post and things like that. So I think there's, for whatever reason, LinkedIn plays a, a greater level of value on short-form posts versus long-form articles. So just want you to keep, keep that in mind as well. And, you know, it, it's, you know, as I scroll through my, my LinkedIn feed now, there's people that are that are more prolific than others. You know, there's people that are doing photos. There's people that are doing videos. There's people that are trying to sell. There's all, all sorts of different things on LinkedIn. And, look, I love it. I, I think that it is a great platform. But there is a little bit of, you know, scrolling through what I need to scroll through to get to what it is I'm actually interested in. Occasionally, you can get ads that are paid for, and I, and I think that I'm not sure of the exact LinkedIn algorithm, but what I think it's worth doing is actually trying to tell LinkedIn that you don't like those. So, for example, something's come up in my feed is invest in Bavaria, the business promotion agency of the state of Bavaria. Now, I'm not interested in investing in Bavaria, or I don't know about you, but if I look at that uh, <laughs> that post, there's, all I do is click on the three little dots to the right and put hide this post. And what that'll do is post remove, you'll no longer see this post in your feed. I would like to think that if I did that often enough, that post will never show up in my feed again because I'm not really interested in it. So... There you have it. That's the way that I personally use LinkedIn. It, it's the process that I go through. Like I said, I do check LinkedIn on a regular basis many times a day. I do like to be active, you know, and I wish that 
I could be consistently active every day of the week. Personally, I'm not. I know that I post more when facilitating training or leading training and, and things like that because I, I think I've got more relevant things to say and things are front of mind. And if you're uh, you know, in the leadership space and you're not dealing with customers the way I am, just share your insights. What are you... What are you noticing? What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? What have you come across? And I think that's a great way to approach LinkedIn. So there you have it. Three parts to it. What's your philosophy on LinkedIn? Get your profile right on LinkedIn and then have a bit of a process to go through on LinkedIn. I hope that's been useful for you, Troy. Uh, again, just want to shout you out. And, and look, I do want to give everyone the opportunity. If there's something you're particularly interested in, in terms of leadership, is there some content that you want us to share? If there's someone that you think would be really useful uh, and interesting for us to interview, please do send me through a LinkedIn message. It's a great way to really make sure that we're giving the listeners out there the value that they're looking for. So reach out, contact me via email, contact me via LinkedIn, and and we will do everything we can to try to uh, put together an episode just for you. So I'm going to pretty much going to wrap it up for that. Please don't forget to head over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave a review. I know that podcast listeners are notoriously not great at leaving reviews. So please do so. Really appreciate it because we do really want to spread the word on this because we we you know we, we think that leadership is so important and that there's a lot of different perspectives out there and and so far I've got to say all the leaders that I have interviewed who have been very gracious enough to give up their time I think that there's been really tremendous insights into their views on on leadership. And I think when you bundle those all together, there's, there's there's nuggets of gold from each interview that we've done and each of these content episodes that, that we've done. So please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, leave a review. So I'm pretty much going to wrap it up there. So it's quite late up here, up in Sydney. Uh, we have, uh, we're delivering another day of leadership training tomorrow. So pretty excited about that. So with that, I'll leave you to it. Happy listening and uh, would love to hear your feedback in any way you want to give it to us. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Synergy Leadership Podcast. I trust you found it interesting. A couple of things. If you could go online and leave a review of the podcast, that would be great. Really help us in uh, spreading awareness of the podcast. Happy for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. And if you want to shoot me through an email, julian at synergygroup.com.au. See you next time.